Hey, this is Will Martin from Earshot, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> what's it like trying to uh to navigate the the music world in these times well you know it's never been easy but uh but now it's got to be a hundred times worse right you know it's it's funny um i was just thinking to myself the other day looking scrolling through the the social media feeds every band is just just clawing clawing for just whatever little amount of attention that they can get i mean it's it's really crazy actually i think it's a lot to do with like everybody had been locked away for so long that once the floodgates opened there's just too many people out there right used to be it was squeezed out a little bit with releases but everybody had to come out of the had to come out of the gates rare in the go yeah so you sort of yeah. flood the market, maybe. Maybe so. It's just, uh, you know, everybody, yeah, everybody's kind of scratching and clawing for their little slice of the pie. Yeah. And even when you get to the, like, venues and stuff, I mean, there's only so many venues to handle because you lost a lot of them during the pandemic. So there's only so many venues to handle all the shows, right? That makes sense, too. Yeah. Good point. Very strange. So unraveling... Uh, What's been the response to it so far? Your newest single? Um, it's been pretty good. Um, again, you know, it's 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 a it's a crowded uh, place out there with music too, right? Um, but you know, with our fans, the response has been really good. And uh, currently, we're working on recording a new album, so that's what we're getting ready to start doing in the next month and a half. We're just in the process of writing now, but uh, we're all up in Florida. Or a full length uh, LP. Nice. What is the um? What's your writing process like? Are you guys able to get into the studio together and write, or is that not even a thing anymore? Do you kind of just email stuff back and forth? So right now we're just emailing stuff or Dropboxing stuff back and forth. Um, when we get together in a month, we'll be getting together. We'll have all of these song ideas that we've been passing back and forth to each other, and sort of. Uh, you know, to finish flushing out some of them and making decisions about which songs we want to move forward with and which ones that we don't. Um, and then we'll be recording, obviously, the album all together uh, with each other there. But in the meantime, while we're writing, we kind of all, we all have our own little studios. Right. So just, uh, you know, put together our ideas and then just kind of ship them down the line to the next guy and, right. and let them tinker with them. But it's good that you're able to get into the studio together or even at least a rehearsal space, because I think that's where the magic happens, right? That's something that's missing from a lot of today's music, I think. 100%. And, uh, you know, for us, too, I was just talking about this the other day, actually. Um, You know, we were 
we were slated to go into the studio together in 2020, just before the pandemic hit. And then, of course, that happened. Um, so we, you know, sort of had to learn how to work apart from each other since we all live, you know, in different places. And um, right. so I think, you know, since then, it's the challenge has been you know, trying to, you know, sort of vibe off of each other in the writing process, which happens when you're in, you know, the same room together. I, yeah, that was my point. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, oddly enough, I mean, now we, we literally just like in the last month or two, just sort of turned a corner to where we're not thinking about that so much. And we're just writing and sending off, letting the other guys sort of, you know, put their two cents in, cook up, tinker. And so we're not thinking about the fact that we're not in the same room, room as much as we were. And I think that's, that was sort of the, the hiccup in our process was that, you know, that's, as you pointed out, that's usually the the norm for a band is to all be in the same room together, bouncing ideas off each other. And, and that kind of, uh, I think there was a little hesitancy there, you know, with the shipping it back and forth um, because nobody wants to start an idea and work on it for hours or days. And then, Oh yeah. I didn't think of that. And then, then you're, it's deflating. Right. So we we experienced a little of that, but um, I think, I think we're all getting to know and sort of look down the line about what someone's going to like, what they're not going to like. I think we're getting to, to be aware of, of our likes and dislikes and and our influences. So that's made it easier now. So I think it's just going to get, you know, a lot, the process is going to get a lot easier moving forward now that, you know, we can all get together. Right. In the room. Yeah. And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe just an opinion. I think there is a tangible difference in records that, were made where people got together and bounced ideas off each other rather than like a lot of bands that I've listened to, you know, they're around the world, just dropboxing or emailing stuff. I think you can feel a, a difference in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. Uh, but then again, you know, technology has advanced so much, you know, right. in the last 10 years where, you know, I think a lot of that is sort of over homogenized, you know, that that feeling that sense of you know the band have having been in the same room together writing recording too so um so that's another thing to you know to sort of contend with too but i mean all of that stuff is useful i mean we use some of that stuff too but it's it's a really fine line and a balance you know of trying to because when you're recording a song what makes a song cool is capturing that performance that that lightning in a bottle that right. that you can't perform really exactly the same ever again. I mean, you hear it on all of the great records, Led Zeppelin. Records. I mean, it's as great of a band as Led Zeppelin was, or the Beatles or Sabbath, like what we heard on those records, they could never really exactly ever do. And there was just those moments. So it's a fine line that we try to walk with that. And we understand that, you know, a lot of it is about capturing that that moment that's not going to come around again. Right. So I know you said you, uh, you write a bunch of 
songs and then you're going to kind of filter them out for the upcoming release. How many songs? I mean, are you writing like a ton and then sorting them out or do you uh, mostly just write for the record? Yeah, no, we I mean, we we all write. We're always writing. And I think now we're just sorting sort of starting to pass along the ideas that we've been working on for the last four, five, six months. And in some cases, some of some of these songs were, you know, little ideas that that happened a year or two or three. I think there's one song that I came up with and it was just a little idea. It wasn't the whole song, um, you know, that sprouted almost 10 years ago. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff and we just, we're just now going through the process of just building onto that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool process, actually. It's really, uh, it's a nice challenge and a nice, nice change of pace. So that's, that's the process. And it's kind of not that much different from the process that, you know, we've worked with before. I mean, the only difference being is that a lot of times when we're incepting these ideas, we are in the same room together. Um, but so the only real difference between now and then is that one step of all being in the same room when it's, when it's born. But other than that, you know, I think, um, I think there's something to be said for both ways, you know, being in the same room and bouncing ideas off each other in, in that moment in real time. And then there's also something to be said for having that privacy, that space to kind of explore experiment, and right. experiment without somebody jumping in and, you know, coming in with another idea that they're thinking or saying they like it or don't like it before you've really had a chance to like formulate Right. The idea that you have. So I think there's something to be said for both of those things, actually. Okay. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. How much uh, effort do you put in or how much personal thought do you put into not writing the same record i mean you still have to stay true to earshot but you also don't want to rewrite the previous lp or ep right yeah you know that's that's another that's been another challenge at least for me artistically is i've never really wanted to write the same record or the same song twice and it seems like and maybe it's just uh, the small sample size that, that I'm seeing, perhaps. But it, it feels like the more that we sort of go outside the lines, the more people want us to go back to to where we were. So what we're trying to do now is we're trying to find that balance of you know being experimental and going outside while still maintaining you know that essence of what it is that that people 
appreciate about the right because you can't really alienate your fans you still have to be earshot at the at the core of it right right and i and i'm not to be honest with you i'm not really sure what that is that that people hear that 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 one thing is that people identify with that i mean we haven't i don't feel like we've changed i mean we're still a hard rock band maybe it's just the maybe for some people we've uh, experimented a little and gone a little too far but i feel like the stuff that we're working on now is is um for me anyway it feels like something that would have come out on our earlier records like letting go but a little bit more more matured um mm-hmm. at least vocally that's that's where i'm at i'm i'm really digging it actually i think it's really really cool and i think that has a lot to do with you know, the guys really understanding, um, you know, what, re- what, what really did it for this band in terms of what our fans liked, they weren't liking. And then I also think, you know, the addition of Aaron and his experience and his songwriting experience, you know, his brand of dark, heavy, hard rock riffs and songs too, I think is, so I think all of those things are now just starting to, have now like sort of simmered overnight in the in the refrigerator and uh but we'll see we'll see what happens when we when we put this thing out and the right. ships you have any kind of time frame or is it still uh all up in the air so uh, at the earliest we'll put it out this winter it, or and the latest it'll be out uh, early next spring okay so with that all being said are you planning on any kind of summer tours or any kind of runs or is it gonna be too busy <laughs> So we're in the process now actually of uh, buttoning up a little two or three week run that we're going to do in the fall. Uh, it's going to start in California and it's either going to end in Florida or somewhere up in the East Coast. So it'll be somewhere between either 12 or 18 shows. I think we're going to just go out and do a little primer thing. And then next year is the anniversary of our second album, too. So we're hoping to to get out there and do something a little more extensive for that. In addition to the new album that we'll be rolling out next year or right, so you'll be out. Re- I mean, I guess you'll be out representing the record as well, right? Or touring yeah. the record as well as anniversary dates. Yep. Yep. Did you so ever imagine? Might, Go ahead. Sorry. No, it might be, I was going to say it might be something where we uh, do a run for each thing. So we might do something in the spring. Um, for the new album or mm-hmm. you know the anniversary or vice versa and then do something in the fall for whichever one that we did right. do in the spring. you ever imagine you'd still be doing this so many years later well i mean i imagine that i would always be creating and writing music and producing music um I'm not so sure. I think I've been hopeful, you know, that right. that earshot, you know, as it, the band, the the entity that it is, continues to make music and tour. It's, it's definitely getting a little tougher, uh, but we're hanging in there. We're we're holding our own for now, and um, you know, hopefully, uh, we can just keep going and moving forward with it but in terms of you know creating music and writing music and putting that out that's something that i think that we'll always do in some form or capacity right what does an earshot show look that's a tongue twister what does an earshot show look like these days i imagine it's super multi-generational right 
Yeah, actually, uh, I was just discussing that with a couple of people in a, in a couple of meetings that I've had over the last few months. And actually, we're noticing that our demographic is really starting to change. You know, we had a for a while, we had an older crowd uh, and not an old crowd, just an older crowd. Right. And now we're seeing that um, there's a lot of young people, 23 to to 35 is our biggest audience right now. So I feel like, you know, the younger generation are starting to discover us. Our, you know, weight is through the roof on all streaming uh, sites. I mean, it gets almost near probably a half a million streams a week, which is crazy. Yeah. So it's really, that, that song is just, I feel like it's doing better now than it did when we actually put it out, which it did really great. And that was a, we, what, like a year and a half ago or something. Wait, wait came out in 2004. That oh, was on its never record. mind. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So wait is, uh, you know, it just can just a beast. It just, it, it by far and away is our best performing song in terms of, you know, what gets the streams. So that's weird what you're saying then, because then those people that are that demographic, they probably weren't even around or they were babies when that was released. Yeah. Or they were really little. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's interesting. It is. Um, I mean, I've always felt like weight was sort of in a category of its own at that time. You know, it was still very, as you probably remember, that was still a very, a new metal era you know we still had corn and all that stuff and and here we were with this pretty straightforward guitar driven right really super heavy but but it had some spice to it and uh that's what kind of separated it i think from the pack you know back then when we put it out and i think perhaps maybe that's what it's being recognized for now i'm not sure what i mean whatever the case is that's kudos yeah. to you that's great right people are listening they're listening so that's what's uh weight is what's keeping us and has kept us in the game this long that and getaway and, and headstrong right. but weight, weight really being the leader in that in the pack of of that of those that three-headed right that's beautiful so uh i know you said you've got the record and you know a, a run coming up in the fall anything else happening this summer or is that pretty much uh just working on the record yeah summer's just pretty much going to be working on the record and uh getting that all lined up and and getting our fall tour lined up right lined and up. if if fans want to find you can you drop your socials for us yeah so we made it really really simple our official website is earshotband.com, and then all of our social handles are earshotband. So facebook.com slash earshotband, twitter slash earshotband, instagram slash earshotband. All really simple. YouTube, same thing. That's nice. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man. I really dig your stuff, and good luck with it. Sometime maybe we'll catch you up here in Richmond or in Virginia somewhere. Yeah, I think actually I saw something on the sheet that's one of the places that we're going to be rolling through. So, Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm right here. Out. Yeah. Love awesome. to see you. Yeah, we'll stop by for a beer. You got it, bud. All right. Be well, my friend. Cheers. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.